I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Shining Light with Nicole. I'm Nicole, and I'm so excited to help you keep your 24 golden. So today, we are discussing God's plan with Crystal Castillo. And when you're ready to dig a little bit deeper into how we serve and make an impact for the kingdom, go check out 1212ministries.org. Now here's my conversation with Crystal Castillo. Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Thank you for having me. Of course, I am just so excited about our conversation today and just appreciate you taking the time out to chat. Sure. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Um, Just on this episode, you know, we are going to just talk about God's plan. And you have an amazing story. And I absolutely just wanted you, you know, just to share and just talk about your your journey as it's just so inspiring. Sure thing. Well, I just Um, have a I have a couple of Bible verses just to start off with, and then we'll just jump right in to your story. Okay. So Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration plans for your well-being, not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And first Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Crystal, so why don't you just start off just telling everyone a little bit about you and your sweet family? Well, I am... Married to a Belizean. I uh, met him on a mission trip years ago. Uh, and I always tell everybody mission was accomplished. Um, and, <laughs> <I love> so, <laughs> and so, yeah, I met him while I was serving in his church as a missionary in 2006. Uh, didn't think anything of it because I was supposed to be on a mission trip, uh, focused on the Lord, uh, but you know, uh, God, God brought him uh, or created him th- uh, to be there that day, that moment. Um, and so uh, he asked me for my email because I guess that's how we were doing it back then, uh, contacting each other. He asked me uh, for my email towards the end of the, my time in Belize, and we kept in contact. And the Lord led me back. Uh, to Belize in 2009, and uh, we reconnected, and the rest is history. Uh, we have two beautiful, busy, busy boys, uh, Elisha and Judah, um, and uh, just just grateful for um, 
just grateful for what God has done in our family. Uh, his faithfulness have, has shown through our children and through um, through our marriage. That's so great. Thank you for sharing a little bit of that. Now, I wanted to ask, because I know, I mean, you and I, we have been able to connect on so many, you know, different levels as far as just like church and being involved in in ministry, um, you know, but also we both kind of have this, you know, infertility and loss story. And so I would love for you just to kind of share, share about that experience. Sure. Um... Well, I am going to try to tell this without crying. <laughs> um, about a few years back, uh, we had already had our oldest son, um, Elisha. And so in between about, I think it was three years, two and a half years, uh, uh, we ended up conceiving again. Um, and actually, the I don't know if I told you this, but I wasn't supposed to be conceiving around that time because I was actually on birth control. And um, once we found out we were pregnant, we just started getting really excited. We had uh, around Christmas time, uh, we had made an announcement to my parents, you know, all of this great stuff. I had made this huge announcement on Facebook and all we 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 made it a big deal because we were so excited. Uh, we even started talking about names and we th we were thinking a girl because we already had a boy. So we were thinking a girl. And so we were walking, um, we were walking around the um, mall one time and he says, uh, there's Francesca. What about Francesca? He's, he's talking about Francesca. <laughs> and uh, I was like, absolutely not. Like, no. And then he said, he said, Elsa. And I said, you do realize Elsa is uh, the Snow Queen. And uh, he was like, no, no, we're not doing that. So we were just so excited. Um, so in December is when we made the announcement to my parents and to all of the family. And uh, around the beginning of January, I... Uh, I started having complications. I started cramping, um, started having issues. So I called my mom in tears, like, Mom, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's a heartbeat. I don't know what's going on. Like, what, uh, what's happening? So she came and uh, got me and took me to the hospital. Um, and the doctor was like, oh, you're bleeding. Like, you're bleeding, you know. Um, let's, let's take a sonogram let's see like what's going on with the baby let's see if we can hear your heartbeat and uh so as you imagine you know the hospital you're waiting like the whole time in the emergency for things to happen so the doctor uh, had came in and said they were going to do a sonogram and we we're going to listen for the heartbeat but then you know it took about an hour before they even got in there to do all that so here I am, I'm here in the room waiting for an hour, like, man, you know, my my I, my nerves are tight, like, I don't know what's going on with my body, I don't know if the baby is good, you know, I don't know what's going on, I'm up there crying, and my mom was like, it's okay, it's okay, you know, and um, I'm just, like, unsure, and finally, after an hour, they came in uh, with the machine, and 
surely uh, there is no heartbeat and no uh, no signs of a baby. And so um, the doctor was like, uh, yeah, it looks like you have uh, miscarried. And uh, I just, at that point, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. Um, and not, I don't know if I want to use the word embarrassed. That's mm-hmm. not really the word I'm looking for. But my mom was there. We had already made the announcement. Like, all this excitement, like I had already made a Facebook post about it. And here it is, the doctor is saying there's nothing there. There's no heartbeat. Um, there's nothing. And uh, I was really, I, re- I was really devastated. Uh, I didn't know how my husband was going to take it. I had called him right away, said, uh, you know, we have, we, we have a miscarriage. I hear him screaming over the phone, like crying. You know, I didn't really think he was going to take it that way because a lot of times we're thinking, oh, well, it's our bodies. And, you know, we're not even thinking about them in the process sometimes. You know, we're just thinking, oh, man, it was my body. Uh, This this human was growing in my body. And so, uh, man, it hurts me the most. But it's not true. They they go through a process as well. And I didn't realize yes. it until, um, until then, like he was grieving, like crying over the phone. And I'm thinking to myself, why is he crying? Like he didn't have to go through this. Like, I felt like I was the one that lost, but we both lost. Like I had to mm-hmm. start looking at it like, Hey, we both lost. And this hurts us both. It's not just him. Like, and I can't, take him out of the process just because it was my body that went through it, you know? Right. And so um, I had a lot of questions for the doctor, like when the world happened, I was like healthy and this and that. Uh, turns out, like I was said, I was like on a birth control. It was an IUD that I had and it was improperly placed. Um, and it, it cut off, um, the egg that was fer- fertilized and that's how I miscarried. Oh. And so, um, yeah, so I had to have it surgically removed. Um, and, uh, I didn't realize it cause at one point I didn't even notice that the IUD was even still there because I had thought it had fell out or whatever. And so I'm not trying to say anything against IUDs, but, uh, that's how it happened with my body. And, uh, if it's not in the proper place, that's exactly, you know, what could possibly happen. You know, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, so I'm not giving advice or anything like that. But that's that, that was the case with me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was that was a tough, tough time, um, very, very tough time. And to uh, have to take back all my announcements and the little cute things I did. I didn't even do that for my first pregnancy, but I did it for this one. Mm-hmm. Take back all the announcements and everything. That was just, it took a lot out of me. You know, I had, I had deactivated my Facebook, you know, it was just, I just, it was hard. It was tough. I, I agree. I even took some days off from work. You know, it was just, it was hard. 
Because Crystal, I was going to ask, you know, how did you, how were you able to walk through that? You know, what was your grieving process like? Um, I think, honestly, I think I isolated myself because I felt like nobody understood me mm-hmm. and my emotion and what I was going through. And um, that's why I pointed out, like, I had to bring my husband into the process because I was kind of treating him like everybody else. Um, and he was actually part of the loss, like he lost the baby, too. And so I found myself not messaging people back, uh, not calling people. I just isolated myself completely, completely. Like, And then there was one day um, I actually started, I had just started going to one community, actually. Um, and so there was one day, uh, one night I was coming home from woman's Bible study. And I was just driving home. At that time, we lived in Grapevine, and I had I was in Plano, driving home from Plano. And um, I noticed all these lights were flashing at me. All these cars were flashing their lights at me. And I was like, what in the world is going on? Because sometimes they do that to get your attention. And I, I just kept driving, like, anyway, like, why are these people flashing their lights? I'm upset. Like, I'm... I'm like grieving and crying in the car, you know, um, and they're flashing their lights up at me. And then at one point, all the cars leave or all the cars are gone and I'm just driving on the highway by myself. And I realized I was driving without my lights on. My light had went out and it's exactly how I felt during that season. My light had went out. Yeah. And because all the cars, Cars were gone. I was now in dark, the darkness. Because I, I decided I wanted to be by myself. And my, I didn't realize my lights were out because that's what community is, is they are those flashing lights around you to get you through the, that time, you know, that season, that tough season that you're going through. But when we isolate ourselves, we're saying, oh, I don't need those flashing lights. I can drive without my lights on. And that's exactly the picture God showed me that night is like, Crystal, you're driving with your lights on. It's okay that your light is not shining. You have those moments where your light is not shining for me because you go through hard times and your faith is tested. But that's why you have a community. You have these cars around you flashing their lights so that you can get through your journey. And actually, had those cars not been there flashing their lights, I would have never made it home because I would have been in the dark the whole entire time. So God was showing me, hey, you need community. And after I saw that picture, um, I had went to Walmart that same night um, and I happened to look up and there was a shirt that said, Jesus loves you. And so it, it was so he was just speaking to me that night. He's like, you not only need community, but you need to know that I love you. You need to know that I care for you. Because sometimes when we go through things, we think that he he's trying to punish us or that he hates us. But he showed me a shirt that says, hey, Jesus loves you. And at that moment, I'm like, okay, because he loves me, he wants me to be in community. 
Yeah. I have to place myself in community so I can get through this journey. And so I decided to to go through counseling, to, to start getting involved with the church and to get through community. And that's literally how I walk through it. It's through, uh, through community and to just being aware that he loves me. We say it all the time. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Yeah. But it's a whole nother meaning when you can embrace it and accept it like as your truth. He loves me, you know. And that's sometimes hard for us to embrace when we're going through a tough time, you know, like a, a miscarriage or a loss. Um, that's really hard to embrace. He really does love me. He really does have a plan. No, he doesn't. Like what? You know, um, but yes, he does. He really does love you, you know, um, and I, I'm, I'm a witness to it. He really, really does love you. Crystal, that was just so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And what a beautiful reminder of just how much we are loved, you know, by God. Yes. That's beautiful. I just, I love that. So I just want to know, you know, what, 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 brings you just so much hope what what brought you hope during that time what do you continue to hold on to right now um I I think whenever I go through any situation I always think about his glory and that's what brings me the greatest hope because if I can be a display in some kind of way of his glory then that means someone else would get hope, you know? And so that's what I kind of hold on to is um, the fact of, you know, he is getting the glory out of my, my situation. And there's going to be, what I held on in that particular situation, there's going to be another woman that goes through a miscarriage or can't have a child or goes through some kind of battle um, that I've already walked through. And because God has given me hope and such joy through this journey, I am able to come along to my sister and help her walk through the journey. And that's what gives me the greatest hope is to know that I can help other people. You know, really that is a, the hope I hang on to is to be able to help other people through their journeys. Yeah. Speaking of you helping other people, please tell everyone about your book. Uh, my book, I published my book uh, almost a year ago. Um, it is uh, called Affirmed, and it is a devotional uh, because it's more than a, a devotional, a devotional. I mean. yeah. uh, so it's a devotional because it's more than a devotional. Um, and so uh, it just it has some affirmations in there. I had gone through uh, a season in time where um, I was listening to a lot of comments because, I mean, I don't know about you, but my love language is uh, affirmation. <laughs> yeah. And so the unfortunately, the unfortunate thing is because it is that uh, I go off of comments, you know. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, we could take the comments and make them echo louder than what the truth is. And that's Ooh, really that's what the book is about. It's like someone could tell you, you know, someone could tell you, oh, you will never be good enough. 
but the Bible says I am good enough. Someone can call you ugly, but the Bible says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But because we hear those things, we allow those things to be louder than his word. But his, the thing is, is the truth of God, his word is able to shatter those things that we hear echoing in our thoughts. And that's what the book is about is, um, being affirmed, literally, that's what it means to be affirmed, is understanding God's truth and how to use it to shatter those thoughts that we have. Yeah. Well, Crystal, if can you please just, you know, talk to that person who is just having a hard time? You know, they're having a hard time with God's plan. Maybe they're walking through infertility, you know, or loss right now you know, and just what they hoped for and expected has just not happened yet. Well, um, we're definitely uh, going through times where a lot of things we were expecting or planning, uh, we are having to cancel plans and uh, do different things. But um, of course, plans are different than actually planning for a baby, you know. Um, and so, what I want to do is encourage you and let you know that um, that God brings things in our, our, on our path or on our journey of life, not because he wants us to be bent out of shape. It's not about that. It's not him trying to harm us, but so that we can bow to him. What I um, what I what I've learned in the whole process of my miscarriage and my experience and different things that I've had, I expected to happen and they didn't happen um, is God is just, God is using it to, to build us. It's not to harm us. It's not to, um, it's not to bring hurt upon us, but he is really trying to get us to learn a new characteristic of who he is. And so, um, there are no words that I can say to make you feel um, better. There's no words that I can make you feel, man, okay. Well, she said, okay, I'm okay now. There, I don't think there's a card. I don't think there's a perfect formula. But what I can say is, is um, our posture, our posture means a lot. And what I mean by posture is, uh, I, I hired a personal trainer in March because I'm trying to lose weight and got all these goals. And so sometimes when I'm in the gym with her, I notice when we're working out, it, I, I notice that she tells me to change my posture, change my posture. And the reason why she cha- tells me to change my posture is I can't get or benefit from the workout that I'm doing, if I continue to have the posture um, the way I do. And so t- sometimes it's a matter of changing our posture, changing our perspective and the way we're think- uh, looking at things, changing the way um, we see things. And, and it is hard. It is hard. It is tough. Like when she makes me change my posture, I feel it a lot more. But there's some strengthening that she's trying to do in those muscles. There's some strengthening and um, there's stuff that I can gain from changing my posture and the way I'm seeing things. And so in this season of where we're all having to change our plans and change all of this, 
God told me to tell you that it is not to bend you out of shape. It is to allow everybody who who wasn't already bowed to him to be bowed to him, that our hearts would be bowed to him because we have so many idols that we bow down to. You know, uh, before we were able to go to the hair salon and do all this stuff, and now it's changed. And, and it's like, no, no, he is king of king and Lord of lord. And sometimes we have to go through um, very, very hard times, like losing the baby and miscarriage and not being able to have a child because he, he wants our focus to be on him. He wants our focus to be on him. He wants us to be bowed to him because if we're not bowed to him and and our posture isn't changed, if he gives us the baby, it won't matter because we won't receive it the same. We won't be able to benefit what he's preparing us for. Yeah. And so my encouragement to you is to fix your posture. Fix your posture. Crystal, oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for today. So really quick, tell everyone, how can they find you online or on your socials? Uh, right now, I am taking a fast Facebook fast. And so Instagram, let me look at that real quick. I always forget all of these <laughs> social media stuff. Um, let's see. Instagram, it is Chris, C-H-R-Y-S, um, underscore, I think that's what that is, uh, the line underneath, <laughs> underscore uh, Castile Books. So you can follow that on Instagram. I believe it's the same on Facebook. Uh, we're going to put a link on there. We can put a link on there, but I will be oh, back yeah. on Facebook I'll... next week. Oh, awesome. Okay. And you guys, we will definitely oh, yeah. put everything in the show notes and also a link to uh, to crystal's book and then crystal yes. i just have your final two because you know this podcast is all about matthew five sixteen and letting our light shine for the lord and so i believe that god uses our story to change the world so how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today my puzzle pieces lead me to where i am today well i um I believe all the puzzle pieces, um, I don't know, it has a way of, I don't know, defining your purpose in a sense. Like, I feel like um, last year, I feel like I was, I did a lot of scrambling, my book came out and all this stuff happened. But the two things that happened that uh, changed and got me to the moment that I'm at right now is I was, I was in the hospital twice and um, just being able to, uh, I don't know, reflect back. I was like, I need to do something that's going to make a difference next year. What is that going to look like? So I, I, I was like, I want to be a nurse because this nurse came up in here and changed my life. I want to change people's lives for the better, you know? Um, I'm affirming people through words and I also want to affirm through care. So I went, I started going to, nursing school in January because I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make an impact. So I think God has a way of just taking things um, and just really sending us through that path. But uh, just uh, through the book and through just all the, the health issues I had last year, just in my miscarriage, 
church, just everything um, just led me on this path to where now I'm, I, I do women's ministry. I'm very involved in the women's ministry because I want to make a difference in other people's lives because, you know, of what I've been through. So um, I think those puzzle pieces have a way of just, I don't know, coming together and making our purpose. And so I just think you don't, you can't ignore any of the moments of your life um, because they all come together and make a bigger picture, you know? Yeah. So that's good. And I, Crystal, I just think you do an amazing job at just shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom. Have you always been that way? And what can you share with us just to encourage and help us? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think it's just being being real with where you are. Like, um, like I didn't share this when I was talking about my miscarriage. But so many people want you to be somewhere that you're not. Like, I think I had several people like, like, oh, you get, you're going to have another child or you already have a child. Get over this point, you know, and this and that. And, you know, sometimes it's good to have those pushes, but sometimes it's good to stay still where you're at. Because you don't want a fake light to be shiny. You want yeah. a real light. And the only way to have a real light is sometimes to be in the darkness. And, and that's just being real. That's the honest truth. Sometimes we got to sit there. Um, and let God turn our light back on, you know, because uh, sometimes, you know, we're we're going off of the fumes of other people's flames and, and, and not sitting in what God has us in. And I think that's when we shine the brightest is when it's a real light, when he's the one that's turning it on, not when you're when when you're doing what you're expected to do when or when you're. Or doing what other people expect you to do. But when God says, I have you in this tough season, but I want you to sit in it. I want you to sit in it so that I can turn your light back on. Because even with my car situation to where I didn't have my light on driving on, driving, and I was driving without my light on. It's like I had to sit in that. I had to sit in that. I had to squint my eyes. And <laughs> and it wasn't, it. you know, I had to squint my eyes. I had to get get through that get through that journey before I got home, you know? And it's like, he always, he always has a way of getting us back home. Yes, exactly. And home is home would be him. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, it's great to get advice from people, but sometimes you got to sit down and, and sit in it. And, and sometimes he doesn't even speak to us. And, and it's so weird because sometimes we can have our GPS on and I hate, what I hate the most is like, I could be driving for miles and miles and I don't hear from the lady. And I'm like, what else am I supposed to be doing? Lady, what are you, what are you doing? Like you're, where's my exit? Like I've been driving for 12 miles. Where's my exit? And I'll look down at my phone and I notice I haven't even did what she asked me to do. I have to keep going and then she'll speak. And so sometimes we have to sit and sit and sit and walk through the journey and walk through the journey and then he'll speak. You know, and, yep. um, you know, don't be so anxious to get to the next thing. Sometimes he just wants you to sit so that he can he can turn on, be the one that turns your life. Because ultimately, that's what is going to last the longest <laughs> than someone else turning your light on, you know? Oh, so. yeah. 
Crystal, so awesome. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me.